Marvel Studios in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to Channel Massive. This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head over to UGT-Servers.com for all your Ventura hosting needs. And now, here's the boys! This is episode 156 of Channel Massive. We decided, since we love League of Legends so much, we're going to make a whole episode about it. So if you don't like League of Legends, you can <laughs> stop listening right now. Suck it! <laughs> I'm Noah, and there's Mark. Hello! And I'm here to sell you an encyclopedia set. Hello! Hello! And also joining us remotely, uh, reading down Mark's win record in League of Legends, Scott. Yeah. Jason. I'm going pa- I'm, I'm yeah, I'm passing you. Yeah, it's Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, if you're wondering where Jason and Eric are, well, they don't play League of Legends, so they're not here. They're sitting this one out. <laughs> one of them at least told us. The other one is MIA. Yes. AWOL. He had to. I, see, I assumed Jason would be here just to shoot holes in the whole. Just to taunt us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what happened to him. Um. I, I was talking to Tara earlier, and uh, I'm like, look, i got to go. We're going to record an episode of Channel Massive on your favorite topic. Because <laughs> yeah. she hates League of Legends. I, I like Tara, but she was not good at <laughs> And Tara, she responded, you don't suck. <laughs> but she responded, she's like, thanks, have a good night. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, all right, you too, bye. <laughs> it's not that you're not a winner. Just a loser <laughs> at League of Legends, but we don't hold it against you. But we'll talk about that in this episode because while some of you may feel that League of Legends isn't for everyone, we disagree. We think it's for everyone, and we're going to tell you that there is a turning point. There is a turning point, and everyone has their own different turning point where the pain becomes pleasure. Yes, where you become <laughs> one with the machine. <laughs> <laughs> happened early for me, like the second I logged in. <laughs> yes, it's not always the same. So we're going to, if you haven't played the game before, we'll give you an overview of, a quick overview, what the game's about, how it's played, because I know that in previous episodes we've just kind of talked about it, assuming that you are uh, assimilated with us and share our knowledge base yeah, right. and experiences and play everything that we play. That's all well, you should. <laughs> and then we'll talk about our personal experiences with the game initially and what we think of how it's going right now and, and, and where we hope or think it will go in the future. <laughs> so if you have any feedback, if you have any favorite stories, or if you want to talk about your favorite champion, or if you want to violently defend Heroes of New Earth for some inexplicable reason, or, or DOTA on Warcraft 3. <laughs> yeah. Please tell us at mail. M-A-I-L. Nice. <laughs> at channelmassive.com. And then you can be in the next episode. We won't be talking exclusively about League of Legends in the next episode, which may be a relief or disappointment to you. But 
a triumph for some or disaster for others. We have put so much time in this game, it would have been a sin not to at least have one show oh, yeah. dedicated to it. That's why in last the last episode I said that League of Legends was my game of the year because I spent so much time in it. And you could expect <laughs> another episode all about Professor Layton from Noah. <laughs> I feel like Jason should be here and and Eric just because I've suffered through like at least two episodes about cataclysm <laughs> just going on and on and on. Hey, Noah, I'm in your camp. I don't I don't I don't play it at all. No, even no, not at all. Nope. Man, he's not into furries like you are, Mark. Infidel. <laughs> when you put on your little wolf ears and little wolf tail, when you oh, play yeah. as your worgen, I go all. <laughs> my... In a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> better than um, you know. I could be playing EverQuest two and put on my like pale paint and sparklies and be a vampire. <laughs> That's true. Your long press-ons. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I am the Master of Darkness. <laughs> now, to give you a look forward just in advance to next week's episode, or the next episode, I'm going to guess that we'll talk about DC Universe Online finally, which is what Eric has been wanting to talk about for weeks. And by finally, he means we'll never speak of it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, final. I have, have a move on. I've I've made a friend who's hardcore into Star Trek Online, and he has three characters that are maxed out in that game. Holy three God. level fifty characters: a science officer, uh, an engineer, and then whatever the other one is, combat warrior captain thing. Dork, dork, dork. <laughs> and it's just amazing. And then he's like, "Hey, did you see the massively awards?" Star Trek Online is like swept the Player's Choice Awards oh, for like yeah for best yeah. of 2010 best launch wow. uh, most successful just like all these and I'm like dude it is obvious that all the Star Trek Online people came in and like swamped the polls for this yeah because well, well think about it. what was their competition this year as a new MMO this year what there was APB. <laughs> <laughs> What else came out? Um, and it's arguable that Minecraft is probably the next, the next highest MMO that was actually released this year. That oh, yeah, yeah. Was the well the Conan expansion was released? That wasn't a new MMO though. Cataclysm. And Cataclysm won for best expansion, of course, but not best game. And the best MMO of the decade, uh, Guild Wars. Whenever Guild Wars came in, Guild Wars got. Like second place in any type of vote. Who got the best MMO? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Oh, actually, I think did did get uh, you, you. Sounds like you saw this too, Mark or Scott. Did Guild Wars get best MMO of the decade? I think it did. No, God, Jesus. That uh, was- actually, I think yeah, I think you're right. That was the one where it was kind of unusual that it actually beat WoW. Okay, I can't un- I can't misquote this. <laughs> I'm gonna go check this site now while we're live. Without a net, by the way. This is inconceivable. Uh, inconceivable. <laughs> Where is this silly thing? So we're g- listeners, look at this. We're even giving you something that's not. Like a we're even giving you something that's total bullshit. But it's <laughs> we know you demand it. Players' Choice Awards. Of the two, Mark, I like Guild Wars better. What? Well, <laughs> you're all on crack. <laughs> that's okay. There it is. 
January Best launch of 2010. Best launch with Star Trek Online with its broken PvP, its incomplete Klingon section. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, granted, Hello Kitty Online... (laughs) Vindictus is like a speck compared to Star Trek Online, but at least it launched completely... Well, there's st- yeah, Vindictus actually had the smoothest launch, but that's what I'm saying. There, you know, there's still a little stigmatism being a free-to-play game. Yeah, you know, it's okay that Lotro and DDO did it because they were originally subscription-based, so that makes them okay. Yeah. So yeah, best best MMO of the decade. Uh, too cool. This is massively best of the decade. Guild Wars inched past World of Warcraft with this that distinction, even if World of Warcraft obviously has more players than Guild Wars. This poll shows that gamers who visit the site prefer Guild Wars to WoW. So, basically, if you're a dumbass affectionate <laughs> of MMOs, that's where you would go to find out your news. <laughs> wow! Well, judge the whole yeah. audience. Of yes, in <laughs> one <laughs> sentence. Uh, of course, you know. you've never, you've never. So have. says the filthy American. No. <laughs> yeah, you're non-American. No, it's just I, I do like massively, and I'm totally kidding about that. It's just wow. I just find that to be, I like the Where is this Guild Wars community? I mean, right now they they're not doing expansions. They're working on Guild Wars Two. I kind of. I kind of feel sorry for you if you feel like that's the best MMO of the decade, a, an MMO that's mostly you know broken up into instancing. Um, really think that was the one that really raised the bars, the place to be, and it's kind of in limbo right now, waiting for Guild Wars Two. Well, I like how the best. That's your prerogative, as Bobby <laughs> Brown would say. Well, no, that's and you've convinced me, Mark. <laughs> that's <laughs> For this upcoming year. Bobby Brown participated? Guild Wars 2 is almost as anticipated as Old Republic for this upcoming year in terms of new... Yeah, not really. Not by, like, the actual world population, but maybe by a select few. Yes. So I was talking to my friend because, like, the best MMO studio of the decade and the worst MMO studio of the decade, like, Cryptic is fifth and best, or it's, uh, it's fourth... And it's uh, sixth and worst. So it's almost like <laughs> the exact same position on both. <laughs> Could have it both ways. What the hell? Make a decision. It was the best of developers. And it the was worst. the worst of developers. It's like, exactly. It's totally... Oh, that's hilarious. But, yeah. Closed MMO you missed the most. Tabula Raza. Of course. Yeah, I would say... Now I would argue that, yeah. Not the Matrix Online? <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, the little bit I played Tabula Rasa, I mean, I, it was, I, I liked the game. But I just thought it was a little empty. In first place was none of the above, so I'm wondering what it is. Or maybe they're like, I don't miss anything. <laughs> they all should have gone. <laughs> I'm just loving the whole Tale of Two Cities reference. <laughs> okay, so listeners, we apologize for the tangent. We are going to get into what you really want. <laughs> League which of Legends. Is, which is our mailbag. That's right. We'll but yeah, first, we do have a mailbag. We have a very awesome epic email to get into, and that's going to be next. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs>
So, all right, since Jason's not here, do either of you guys have his Minds of Mariah? Uh, no, I'm sorry. My testicles are still intact. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, Jason's testicles are apparently not intact. That's how. You, that's the only way you can do it. I mean, he's got to be a member of the Castrata Choir. Is the only thing I can think of. There, there has been an alteration made there, mostly to prevent, you know, more children, more Jasons, more little mini Jasons. <laughs> I do believe the testosterone fil- still flows. Like, yes, it does. Like wine. <laughs> yes. There's just not the other stuff. So. <laughs> okay, not to so get too personal. There's the minds the of Mariah. The measurements of Jason's balls are. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to make a cast or some some sort of. This is giving me the creeps. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> they All should, right. As well, it should. <laughs> that was the correct response. You will be invited to the next podcast. Per- <laughs> on performance. So there is a Mariah reference in this upcoming email. I just wanted to give you an advance notice, and you can just imagine Jason's um, Mariah Castrato like <laughs> yes semblance of the. You oh, almost have it. Close. I've heard you do that Nine Inch Nails song yeah, in Rock Band 2. I can't do it. I have to just be more drunker, <laughs> as they say. But. More drunker. <laughs> All right, so our email is from Eddie. Eddie hasn't written us in a while, but we are excited to hear back from him. He says, Hi, it's your favorite explorer of the Mines of Mariah, Eddie. And then he put in parentheses, insert Jason's sound effect, LOL. As in legends. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> he continues, I was loving your chat about replaying old games we have played in the past. I clearly recall a time when I was a teenager. It was a summer. My friend and I were camping in the tent right outside the house in the backyard. Man, that brings me back. I've done that. I did that so many times when I was that a kid. A, that was the place that to camp. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah. And we had a little 15-inch TV with the old Sega Genesis hooked up, and we were playing Troy Aikman football, and right before that, but right before we started gaming, we were mixing... The works toilet bowl cleaner with balls of tin foil in this heavy duty thick five gallon industrial plastic container. Well, <laughs> now remember that because it comes up again later. It does. Well, an hour or so passed because it had passed because we forgot about the bomb going off. <laughs> so we decided to game it up playing some football. My friend had a piss real bad, so he ran outside next to the tree where we had placed our works bomb. He recalls hearing a faint bubbling buildup and a crinkle sound, like when you blow air into an empty gallon plastic milk container. <laughs> I hear a loud, oh shit, right before one of the loudest booms I've ever heard up until my time in the military. He would have lost something if he had not turned just in time. The concussion was so bad that it killed the Genesis and the TV and a couple windows from the house. Ah, oh, great memories. Let the show as usual keep up the great work. That is so funny. <laughs> that story was awesome. This is like, that's the thing that you make, like, you know, after school specials out of. Exactly. The inspiration to destroy. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's like just such a. I didn't like, even know you could do that. Yeah, it takes you back to, you know, your, your fireworks wars and all of that. <laughs> exactly. Roman candle battles over the face. Exactly. <laughs> Me and a friend of mine actually caught my neighbor's front yard on fire. <laughs> oh. Burned his whole front yard up. Thankfully, he uh. his house on fire. But <laughs> when I was a kid, when we were at a, we had a big fireworks battle with these guys across the fence, and then we all decided that this other neighbor 
and then Finn's caddy corner had a um, caddy corner had a uh, swimming pool, and so we decided to throw as many smoke bombs as we could in there. So it was us and the people <laughs> we were warring with, all throwing smoke bombs in the swimming pool, which turned like this really cool shade of like brown. Oh, when gross. it was all done, it was so cool because the smoke bombs would hit and then just spread the stuff out into the water. It was oh, like cool! It was really cool. So it was yellow and red and blue, and then finally it just kind of turned into this just nice shade of brown. And <laughs> they're gonna be pissed when we come home. <laughs> oh, they were out of town or yeah. out of the house. They were out. Wait, I don't know. Out to dinner or something? Oh, wow! Yeah, so fun. <laughs> Did you ever get in trouble for it? No, I was like, what? I was just, I was just. Playing with the friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I don't know. So what's funny about Eddie is he got so caught up in telling us that story that he forgot what he was writing about, <laughs> which is totally. And so he wrote us another email, which he is awesome. On, he tangented on us. Yeah, just like we do all the time. He is truly he is a, a channel massive disciple yes, of tangents. Going great in power. <laughs> so thank you very much, Eddie, for giving us a sequel. Here's the email follow up. Hey, it's Eddie again. I was so nostalgic about telling you about my works bomb story that I forgot to tell you what I've been playing outside of Lotro. And yes, I do play other games lately. I have been playing the Trial of Global Agenda, and I will have to tell you it's actually fun. You can play up to level twenty for free. Then you only have to pay a one-time fee of 20 bucks. It's a combo of a shooter, an MMO, and strategy. It has an active rating system where the world will have scheduled raids, not like another MMO. It has no orcs or bears or beavers. I'm not sure what that is. (laughs) It's post-apocalyptic. Another is a little game from the creators of Hellgate London called Torchlight. This game is a mix of Baldur's Gate and Diablo with the graphics of WoW. And it's quite addictive, and it's also a one-time fee game. Very fun. See ya! I just saw the news that Torchlight is coming to Xbox Live Arcade today. No way! Yeah. It's, oh, that's yeah, too that's, cool. And that's really, I think that's where it's going to really take off. I, I, yeah. That thing is that thing is an Xbox game, Xbox Live game. That's what it should nope. be the whole time. I came so close to buying it during the Steam sale. But I'm like, you know, I can just wait for Torchlight 2, one that I know has multiplayer. They are adding some kind of feature into the Xbox version, but they haven't said they're adding multiplayer, and so they may not have multiplayer in this first version, the the original Torchlight that they poured over there, but I might still get it. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. That would be really cool. But it's like with the sequel coming out in just like a few months, and it's going to have multiplayer. It's like, oh, maybe I'll just wait for that. I'm sure it'll be the superior experience. I played it back in the beta days, and it was really fun. Was Torchlight made by the Hellgate London people? Yeah, it was their um, network testing platform. Oh. It was from the uh, the original guy. Runic? One, one was from that game called Fate, and the, um, it was called um, Mythos. That, see, uh, yeah, Mythos? that's what I thought it was. I thought it was Mythos like the, was it. It was the network test bed, yeah, and then, so it's become Torchlight, but it's... It's got roots in Diablo, Fate, and and Mythos, so oh. pretty damn cool. I I had a blast with it. I just you know because there was that, and then there was the one. Um, what was the one that um, Cryptic had going? The for? funny one. Yeah. What was that called? God. Do you remember Scott? Remember Scott? The what's that? Dungeon or it was the humorous dungeon crawler game that Cryptic had. It was funny. It was comedic. Um, oh, um, oh, I, I played it. It was, ah, uh, 
like Mythos. It's like George Light. And it was Light. free to play and yes. had um, very humorous cutscenes. It started out serious and then they changed it funny. I you can't, I'm lost can't now. It was NC Soft that had that. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, NC Soft. Uh, oh, my gosh. I feel so terrible. Dungeon Runners. Dungeon Runners. Yes. yes. There you go. There we go. Um, With our collective brain power, we can remember a game title. <laughs> Hardcore two, two-handed swords. Yeah. That was, yeah. And yeah. so I thought the Mythos was way better. And then, you know... Better when, gameplay. Yeah, when when everything went downhill... Um, I, with Hellgate London and and with that as well, I thought it was done, and it was really sad because I thought it was so much better. And Fate was cool too. And then oh, boom! Here we go. There's going to be a, a game, or there is a game called Torchlight that looks really good. So I hope I hope we all get to try and play it. I'd love to. Yeah, that maybe a land party awesome. is in order. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. So thank you, Eddie, for writing in. And it does, you made no mention of League of Legends in your email, <laughs> unless we're going to interpret your LOL as a League of Legends reference. Which I did. did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. it's <laughs> obvious reference. Yeah. So feel free to tell us who your favorite champions and maps are in League of Legends. <laughs> in your next email, we look forward to hearing from you and all of our other wonderful listeners. Send your feedback into mail. M-A-I-L. At com, And you'll be in the next episode. Now we can finally get to the, the gold pile. Oh, but first a break. Well, you wake up in the morning. You hear the work bell ring. Well, I feel so much and better after you to the table. <laughs> yeah. I'm stretched out now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always funny when I hear someone else say it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard Scott do that before. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, yes, I have the gift of mimicry. So. <laughs> Beautiful. Can you do Emperor Palpatine? That is Not as good as Jason. <laughs> Jason is pretty. No one can, him. except for Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. You both have a lot of experience with League of Legends. Do you think? Who do you think? Which of you do you think would be up to the challenge of summarizing League of Legends in 180 seconds? Well, Scott is I think far more eloquent than I. So. Wow. Thank you. He rely is good at keeping us on task and not tangenting. I would rely on him to. Yeah. Scott, do you think you can meet this challenge? I'm going to time you. <laughs> In three minutes. Yeah. I, I think I think I can do it. Okay. you have, so Let's start. One, two, now. League of Legends is a team-based arena PvP game originally um, brought about from the, uh, the DOTA mod for Warcraft 3. Um, you have five players or three players, depending on the map, on each side. You pick a champion, which will uh, each has a, a set of skills that you gain levels in to make those skills stronger. And you, there is a cash shop within the game. Collect gold for killing minions, and 
use that gold to buy items to enhance your skills through the course of the game. Um, the map is laid out. There's a base at, at either end. Your team is trying to take the uh, control point inside the, the final base. Um, there are defensive towers and uh, uh, computer-controlled NPC minions, small um, creatures that are spawned on a regular interval that uh, help both sides. Um, and those are your, that's your main money-making thing. There you go. That's pretty much the basis of what the game is. Now, we will get into some of the more detailed items of uh, how you can enhance your your avatar and, and, and make him stronger and change up where his strengths and weaknesses are. And there's a, a very big selection of, of different champions that you can pick, so that there's a lot of uh, replayability in the game. But there you go. How fast was that? That was two. That was one and a half minutes. Ninety seconds. There you go. Yeah. Well, with the remaining ninety seconds, what are you going to do? <laughs> a bask in my glory. <laughs> Sip a beer. So, um, did I miss anything? That's the main thing. Well, um. I mean, I basically went into a very generic description of what the game is without going into the mechanics and, and those type of things. Yeah, well, I think it's worth mentioning what other games can you play that use the same layout and how it's different from those. Well, and, it, you know, the original, of course, is um, DOTA, the DOTA mod from Warcraft 3, which I have to say I barely played. I was not a big DOTA player. Um, and there, now, the current... Or Steam is coming out with DOTA, um, a full-fledged version. It looks like they're kind of copying DOTA and just modernizing it. And then you have what, Heroes of New Earth um, and also Bloodline Champions, which is made by Funcom. Yeah. Uh, those are, I guess those would be the three tiers. I, I think a, a lot of people are kind of jumping on the bandwagon of the commercial success that League of Legends had. I think... It and Heroes of New Earth both were started from modders from the original DOTA community. Yeah. And, but, you know, the Bloodlines game and, and the new game from Steam are, I think, it's arguable that Heroes of New Earth has not been successful from a financial standpoint to the extent that League of Legends has. I believe the League of Legends has been very successful financially, so that has kind of prompted these imitators to begin to to develop along the same gameplay strategies. Um, Bloodline Champions is quite a bit different than League of Legends. I, it's currently an open beta, um, but one of the things that I found was uh, you have different champions, but each champion only has basically one style of play. Um, you can't one of the nice things about um, League of Legends is as you, you know, you you and I both can play the same champion in different games, and depending on what our equipment that we buy during the course of the game, it's totally different play styles, and yeah. that that level of enhancement is just it's just not there in Bloodlines because you there is no equipment, cat you know. Um, is there even leveling up of your character in the Bloodline Champions game? There, outside, yeah, a little bit outside of the 
um, but not within the game. So you're... So you don't get abilities as like, it goes on. Correct. The abilities don't get any stronger. That's true. Yeah. And they do have items in the game that give you power-ups. So, like... You can Very or for the duration? Uh, well, no, it would be timed. So, like, you could kill... You know, they'll have, um, uh, like, a building or something. If you hit the building or there's a creature, and if you kill it, you can you can get a power-up. You know, those those type of things. Um, I don't even know if they're going to... Those were early on in the beta. I don't even know if they're going to put those in in the game. It's been a while since I've played it. I played it quickly in the beta, and it really... It, it was trying to scratch the same itch that League of Legends was doing perfectly fine already, so it didn't really appeal enough to pull me away by any means. So, so what is it that you think um, it, the qualities or the features are about League of Legends that has made it successful or appealing in comparison to the competition? I really think it's this, um, the out of ga- the meta game piece, the um, room pages where you can um, purchase. Um, you know, slight buffs and kind of build a a set that enhances your character in a certain way, providing defense, offense, and then also you know the masteries where each you know because you, you're you as a character, quote unquote, you're leveling outside of the actual matches, and those those skill sets I, I think add another layer that um, most of the other games just just don't really seem to be doing to the same level um, then also the fact that uh, you know the, your playstyle can change so much based on what your what equipment you buy within the course of the game yeah I mean it, it's really telling how I mean how much of a difference one character with just four skills how different can they play just based on their equipment set? Yeah, because on the surface, most characters, it's like, well, that's a ranged character, or that's a tank character, or that's a DPS character. But, for instance, I always play a DPS character, but I'm often requested to, like, well, build them like a tank instead of DPS, or specialize in, in, in increasing your attack damage versus being a tank. And it's all just based on, in a single game, what items you want to purchase. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I, I think you never can do the role as strongly as a character designed to do the role, but you can having that level of um, flexibility kind of it really does increase the gameplay. Yeah, I also like um, a lot of the games, and the three the three man map in League of Legends has a little bit of this. Is probably the reason why I'm, it's not my favorite is the other games are very, very fast. I mean, even Lee Legends game, you know, on a five-man map, it may take, you know, on an evenly matched teams, forty-five minutes. Well, if I if I make one mistake based off positioning or timing or something like that, I didn't ruin the entire game for myself. Where there are times where in some of those, in some of the other um, bloodlines, especially, and also the three-man map, and um, um, in League of Legends, one death at the wrong time can—that's it. I mean, you could say, "Oh, I was out of position for just 
five seconds and that did it. Um, where I like the, um, you know, there is a level of strategy even within the actual matches that, uh, I think the other games just don't give you. And it's, I think they really do strive so hard to, to, to balance each character that, I mean, I think we've all been in games where every character, I've seen pretty much every character, even the ones people say are not as well equipped in the game, you know, not overpowered or whatever. I've seen every character own teams if they're played yeah. the right way. Yeah. I've ne- and I've never seen a character that does it every time. You can, I mean, a lot of it is, um, if you get that early rush, any character is going to be very, very strong at the end. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about. It. I, don't, I mean, there are. I think there are characters that are stronger than others, but I don't think that makes the ones that are quote unquote, you know, not as strong, um, totally unusable. Because I've seen I've seen those characters be played just as well. So I know there's a lot of talk, you know, in the forums and everything else is this character's overpowered versus this one. But I've just never really seen it from a gameplay standpoint. I've never really seen one character that's just. Um, occasionally, when they're first released, some of them have been, you know, a little too strong. But but I have to admit, they've patched the game very quickly to to address the things that they see in the metagame to address those kind of issues. So. Like on that video they had with uh, Noxia versus what was it? What was it? Iona. Iona. Ionia. Yeah. And it was like Uter seemed to be like, you know, ungodly. So. A lot of folks have been playing him, and you know what? If you're not a good player, he's not that powerful. No, he's... Well, I mean, um, Twisted Fate. Another yeah. great example. I've seen... I've seen him be just terrible. And I've also seen him where he is, you know, flashing all over the map and just just dominating every time he comes into play. Right. Um, Warwick's the same way. I've seen Fiddle... I mean, you know, the... Some of the characters that people tend to go, oh, he's, you know, he does this specific thing, and if you just kind of, you know, kind of counter that specific thing, you're, there's nothing he can do about it, and that's just not true. I think, I think, pretty much every character I've seen, I haven't seen any that are just totally unusable. Yeah, I think too. It's like a lot of times people will complain, you know, like at the end of the game, they're like, "Well, you wouldn't have done well if you weren't fed or whatever." Oh yeah. It's like, well, I got those kills not because I was just screwing around. Mm-hmm. You know, I got I killed people. I got extra money. Well, I mean, I'm you know, you do get a little bit of that trash talk, and but you also got to go. Yes, you're correct. If I had not beaten the other characters, I would not be as strong at the end of the game. <laughs> you are correct. You're still stupid. Yeah. I mean, now I do like, um, you know, we were mentioning the that Heroes of Newark does this and the original DOTA did as well, that there's a pretty strong denial mm-hmm. strategy pre-match that, um, that really League of Legends kind of bypasses. Even in the, even in the ranked matches, I mean, there is a um, sort of a, you know, you can exclude certain characters, but it's it's very limited, I think. So, I mean, I really think you, you're pretty much free to play the characters you like to play. Um, and especially in just the normal, non-ranked games, I mean, there is no, you know, excluding characters. You can play anybody you want. You just can't 
somebody on your team can't have the same copy of the same character. Right. So I like the... Because I think this game's strength is, and the way people get addicted, is they find that one or two characters that really fit their play style that they really like to play, and that's what keeps them coming back. Well, if you're constantly denied playing that character because of the, the flavor of the month is, I'm overpowered from whatever buff I supposedly have gotten, then all of a sudden you can't play until they make a change because everybody denies you to be able to play that character. I mean, where's the fun in that? Yeah. Awkward silence. There you go. <laughs> you have to you have to put in a uh, a slight um you know little segue there or something. Mark, you, um, how much money have y'all spent? Oh man! <laughs> um, League of Legends—that is one thing we didn't mention. League of Legends is free to download, and you can play the game pretty much forever and never spend money on the game and not be competitive. Right? Yeah. Um, it, and and in theory, you will get to play all the characters because they give a random set of characters available. For a two-week period. Yeah. yeah. So even if you had a favorite and never and just adamantly did not want to spend a dime, you know you could you could theoretically pay you know play forever and not spend a dime. I, and I'm I'm very impressed with their model because um, it is it is compelling enough that make it makes you want to spend money. Yet it is I mean you cannot argue that you. I mean, you can play the entire game and never spend a penny. Sure. Be just as good. Yeah. <clears throat> because it allows you to earn currency through playing the game. Right. That you can use to even buy a hero that maybe that hero comes in for rotation for a week and you're like, wow, that hero's really good. That's who I'm going to buy. And you don't spend your real money. You spend credits that you've earned by playing the game. You never have the super cool, super duper skin or yeah. whatever option. That yeah, some items are have. cash only. But, but you can at least have all the heroes. Well, you know, really, the only cash-only items are cosmetic yeah. or um, convenience, because you can, you know, because you can buy um, the... the, the, the Well, the... Uh, what is it? The additional ring pages. It just makes it easier to build... Oh, additional rune pages and have them available. Now, I would love that if you could build additional mastery pages, but... I don't know why they don't have that. Like, Well, it- now, you may not have known this. They have made it now where, you, you know, you used to have to, once you saved all your masteries, you had to basically zero them out if you wanted to change them and add them back. Now you can just right-click and take the ones off and left-click and add them back and hit save. It's much much faster than it used to be. But still, it should be you should be able to like pair your masteries and your runes together, so that yes. was in a different kind of champion. You can just go. Ah, oh, this is like my DPS build. This is my you know support build, whatever tanking build. But they talked about it at E3, but it just hasn't happened yet. I will have to say the one that one of the things that's kind of uh, got me is I 
the uh, I wish there was more maps. <laughs> I think that's always yeah. complaint too. I now I do I do understand introducing maps very slowly because um, unless it is it is there is no choice in the map that you play. You know, on a certain you, you divide the community the more maps you put in. Sure. Yep. Um, you would have to make it to where you can't. You know, like in my opinion, would be if they do introduce another map, is it be either another three man map or another five man map, and then it just goes into rotation, and you may get the other map. You, because otherwise you're going to end up. I will. I do think you would end up fragmenting that. Um, because I mean, matchmaking right now is fairly quick. It doesn't matter what time you get on; you can get a match fairly quickly. So. No, I know, I'd I know I, you had problems with that early on, Mark, with having so many wins so early in the beta. But I mean, now I've, I've never had issues getting into matches. Mm-hmm. No, on, on maps though, my thing is I'd, I'd love to see a three v three 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 v three v three or a five v five v five map, a three team map. Yeah, or, yeah, that would be cool. Because uh, we've played mods like that in. Uh, um, Warcraft 3, and it's very much, it's very feasible, it's fun. Yeah. Tides of Blood was like that, wasn't it? Yeah, Tides of Blood was a good example. I love Tides of Blood. And, you know, you you had basically three different factions that, you know, kind of met in the middle. Yeah. And it was great, because they couldn't communicate with one another to, you know, form an alliance, really, but they could kind of, by body language, maybe do it, sort of. It was interesting. It made for a really interesting dynamic, so... Well, and that, um, you know, supposedly there's a big, you know, a big change, a a big addition that's supposed to come this year. And I'm I'm wondering if that's what it is. That would, I mean, that's a totally separate gameplay style than what we currently have. Because it's arguable the three versus three map and the five versus five map, other than size, you know, conceptually they're basically the same map. I mean, you've got the same goal, you know, kind of, the strengths and weaknesses are kind of the same. You know, you can kill certain creatures to get certain buffs at certain times. I mean, they're very similar in that sense. So that would really, really shake it up. Absolutely. It'd be really cool. We shall. So, we want to we wanna go into how we first got into it? Yeah. Mark, I guess you started this off on this, didn't you? Weren't you the first one actually in the group to actually get into League of Legends? I was, and I feel really bad now because I think the way we got into it was we got like a a weird like press announcement from Riot Games, from a PR person, that, yeah. from a PR person that sent something to Channel Massive, and I just looked at it and I was like, "What the hell is this crap?" And uh, the part, you know, free-to-play beta or whatever seemed pretty cool. And we, uh, I guess I gave it a shot. And then um, talking to the PR person, um, they were like, you know, we have uh, collector's editions uh, available if you want that to try out. So I said, sure. And they sent me one in the mail. So I have, a, I have like, an actual, you know, League of Legends collector's edition you know, uh, the store box, yeah, 
box with yeah that you'd see at the store with like his introductory letter and everything, and that was it. I mean, I I was just totally gone once I started playing it because I I loved DOTA so much, <laughs> and then my whole like um, mission in life was to try and to co- try to convince others to play it, which has been very successful thus far because a lot of people that I've talked to play it. So, well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, my I'm guessing Noah, you had the same basically mark told you about the game and so you tried it um, I heard about the game from y'all listening to the podcast <laughs> and and now I've you know I've got local friends here playing and um, that's cool that's very cool I do think for me personally it hit at a really good time I was really getting burned out on um, Lord of the Rings nothing right. was grabbing me um I like structured PvP. I'm not a huge open open world PvP. You know, I'm, I don't like E PvP, but um, like even you know Warhammer, I like you know, um, and so it kind of it gave me that itch because ultimately, I think PvP games have the longest longevity because each game you play is different. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, how can you get tired when every game you play, it doesn't matter if it's on the same map, they all play different. Yeah, there are very general phases of play, and, you know, but it's, I mean, it's like playing a game of chess. You know, chess doesn't get boring because you're playing on the same grid all the time. The fun is in the movement and the phases of the game and how do you react to those phases, and that. Those, that's what gives this game so much longevity. That's what I think makes the whole genre like challenging and fun for people. Is it's kind of chess like in a way more exciting way, but it's like there's so much strategy around what you do, and you know your whole strategy might be to just not die, <laughs> and yes. it might not be the worst strategy. That's honestly, so true, you know. Or you might be like a really ballsy guy that goes in and you know maybe succeeds fifty percent of the time on, you know, killing your opposition, then maybe that pans out for you, too. But, you know, you're not seeing so many different strategies for so many different character types, you know, like a support character that's a total coward versus a support character that's like Rambo, you know, and it works. So, mm-hmm. kind of cool. So, Noah, what was your turning point? You have had several strings where you were you were close to giving up playing the game altogether. Oh yeah, I gave up the game twice. As it turns out, because trashed his house. <laughs> I think it's because you never had actually hit that turning point before. Well, what do you mean? Well, like I believe now you're you're much less likely to not to stop playing based on performance over oh. a series of six, oh, yeah. to, six to seven games, where yeah. early on, that really was... Ten in a row, <laughs> again. Right. Yeah, because I played it, well, I gave up twice, so the first time I tried it was when it was in beta form, and Mark was really like excited about it, and I was like, it's made by the people that made DOTA, it's like DOTA, and it's a lot of fun, and I remember having LAN parties out here, and playing DOTA instead of actual Warcraft 3. It's like we'd start playing Warcraft 3, but it's like, oh, let's play DOTA and Winter Mall, yeah. Tower Defense. 
and that was just so much more fun. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'll give it a try. And I did, and I'm like, I don't like the graphics, and <laughs> this is Our kind of, this mind. whole summoner, this whole metagame of managing the leveling up of your account external to actually what's going on in the game. Like, this is too complicated. I'm not going to get the hang of it. And I'm like, eh, it's fine, but I've got plenty of other games to play in other systems. I'll just play those. And then the second time was in the spring of this year, um, some new characters were coming out that Mark thought that I would get an affinity for. I think the first one was Mordekaiser. Because uh, <laughs> Noah's all about 80s rock. <laughs> I am. <laughs> we're into heavy metal. 80s heavy metal. Uh, and the funny thing is, is just how naive I was. When I played that character, it wasn't until I played it played him again like four or five months later uh, after my second give up that I didn't know until then, months later, that he was a character that used his life to use his abilities. Oh, wow. He didn't have... <laughs> and then we actually, like, won a game or two. Yeah, totally. When I was playing as Mordekaiser, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But at that point, I'm like, wow, this character's pretty cool. And then Pantheon came out shortly thereafter, and oh, Mark's yeah. like, you should play that character. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I was trying to get into it, but the learning curve remains really steep, yeah. I think, for this yeah, I will say, I will say this. Um, I think we may have mentioned this when somebody else in one of the other podcasts. I really think learning the game, you are much better off. I, I understand, you know, current metagame is that, uh, you know, really melee DPS is, is, is where it's at. If you're good, you want to be melee DPS. Yeah. Well, that's the hardest way to learn how to play. Yeah, don't start that way. Start ranged. Yeah. Yes. And and kind of figure out what you know what the mechanics of the game are. You you're much more likely to survive a mistake playing a ranged character than you are if you make a mistake as a melee DP damage over time character. I mean it's just you're I mean, yeah, when you commit, you do a lot of damage, but if you commit at the wrong moment, you can easily get burned through. So. Oh, yeah. yeah big time. So, uh, I have a great Pantheon. This made me think of something. I have a, I actually picked up Pantheon not too long ago just to, just to have somebody different to play around with, and I have a great Pantheon story. Um, some people, this may be, for the people that may not know, this, this may be... Uh, Make it a little too deep into the game where people don't understand, but <laughs> I uh, I stealthed all three uh, uh, or skyfalled all three of the inhibitors solo backdoor, and then once we the minions came in and took out the two towers, I skyfalled stealthed the uh, the uh, nexus. Wow! Wait a second, all, you all in one game. the inhibitors before the towers in front of them were taken out. No, no, the ta- the towers were taken out. The two towers in front of the... This was a very long game, but I ended up, I, I stealthed in, I mean, I, I skyfalled from my base, took all three inhibitors while they were attacking our base, <laughs> and came wow. back when, and when they were running back to come after me, healed up. <laughs> as soon as they ran and attacked the base again, I skyfalled in and, ne- and killed the Nexus and we won the game. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty impressive. 
Sure, I, but other than that, I didn't have a very good game. I, I mean, I had more, more deaths than I had kills, but that totally made up for it. Sold me on the character. I, I love him now. Yeah, he's, he's I'm fun. still not good with him, but I, but I love that one thing. That's awesome. Anyway, sorry, I got off on a tangent. That's okay. I, I can't recall if um, Garen came out before I quit, but I was enjoying playing as Pantheon, but I just couldn't get ahead. It just I had way more losses, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like... And I wasn't really killing any heroes, either. I wasn't killing any enemies on the other team, so to speak. And I'm just like, I'm not getting anywhere in this game. I just don't get it. And I have all these heroes to choose from, but I don't know what to play as. And I was playing melee characters, essentially. And I just gave up. And then both Scott and Mark got excited. It wasn't until, I think, about midway through the summer that Riot started actually promoting upcoming heroes and teasing them out to try to get anticipation up for it. And it's something we kind of take for granted now because it's just like clockwork. A week before a new hero comes out, you'll get teaser concept art for it. And then a few days later, you'll get to learn what the abilities are, and then a few days after video. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll get to see what the skins are, right. alternate skins, and they'll tell you what the package is and the pricing and everything. But it was kind of an event when they started promoting a, a hero, and I think they started promoting this the hero, Garen, bef- uh, bef- at a time when they still had other heroes they released before him. It's like they teased him out way far in advance. They really did. And both you both of you guys are like, oh, you like this character. <laughs> Based on what? I'm done with this game. And I, uh, I ended up trying it just because Scott and Mark were so certain. And I wasn't <laughs> Really, I'm like, I don't know where they got this idea, but this is like only a so-so experience. And I, I think it was with Garen that... Was it with Garen or Pantheon at a 10-game losing streak? Yeah, I think it was Garen. But yeah, I still couldn't get over the hump. Right. And it's just like loss after loss after loss. And it's just, and with this little gaming time as I have, it's like that's the only time... That's the only gaming time I was spending. It was on League of Legends, and every time I played it, it was a loss. And 10 losses in a row if a game's about 40 or 45 minutes... That's a lot of hours to <laughs> play to lose. Minutes. Yeah. But then what was, so it's like I took another break. I think I, I took another break and then I came back because you guys kept playing it. And then all of a sudden it just started working. It's like I played some three three versus three, which yeah. I think helped both my confidence and it was easier to win those games. I still don't like that. Donovan was playing that and he was yeah. like power leveling up to level thirty, which One is the max friends. level. Yeah, just trudging yeah. through the three v three. And then after that, it's just like it's like it just started to click. And it, for at first, at one point, I bought an experience boost, and that's where you pay cash and you gain more experience with every game that you play. But I'm glad I never got that again because for me, you really have to play. For me, I had to play every single that, game uh, yeah. that I did at the regular leveling speed to really under start to understand the game. I'm starting start to, to understand that. the strategy. because well, some, some, I, I agree. Some of it is have to kind of look at the game in a almost like a first person shooter in in the learning curve part and it's not that the game is complex or hard because you can play the practice match and you can figure out the mechanics by playing two or three practice matches you understand 
how the flow of the game's going to be. Yeah. But there are people that have played several thousand matches that are just going to be, I mean, you're going to have to kind of take your knocks to, to, to get good, to understand when to charge and when to, hey, that looks tempting, but if I go in, I'm going to die. <laughs> yes. And I think that was the key thing is that Mark started coaching me, just, just run. Run. <laughs> Run away and live instead of dying all the time. And once I started doing that, I think that really was the turning point for me because I was surviving more, and then I, by staying alive more, I was helping my team more, and I started to actually get a lot of kills. And then I started getting a lot of wins. And it just finally clicked, but it took a lot of games before I get it. And the community isn't always very helpful. The community can be full of jerks. Oh, yeah. That are really rude, and they're always there. There are some guys out there, and girls, I suppose, who are very quick to jump onto their soapbox and say, "Oh my God, why are you dying? Oh my God, learn to play." And these are your teammates, and "Oh my God, why are you buying those items? You should not be buying those items. You should be doing this kind of a build. You should there." And it's just like, if you would stop bitching at me and, and start actually playing <laughs> on the team and helping, we might be able to reverse this. But once that starts right. to happen. It usually leads to a complete breakdown in morale and, and synergy, so to speak, and you lose. Yeah, and it I, just sucks. Was, the community can be really harsh. I was just playing the other night, and I've got like, I don't know, 40 wins of Sona under my belt, and, and mostly it's like win, 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 maybe I lost, win, win, win. You know, I mean, like, yeah. I'm a game changer with that, that particular champion. And uh, we were just, it was just a bad team. Just I didn't get off to a good start, and uh, this guy on my team's just like so negative. He's like, "Sona, you need to buy health. You need you need to have a lot more hit points." Just saying, just a friendly tip. And I'm like, "Dude, fuck off! You have no Seriously. idea how to play. I'm not a freaking tank. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> buy armor, and I'm not gonna buy a bunch of stuff to give me health." I'm like, "Well, I'm and the nice thing, I, I will say that yes, I, I think almost all PvP games have that element of." Know it all. <laughs> you know, it, it's just you know, there's just ass out there. You know, I mean, you just kind of have to. But there is a certain point where you know, it, I've played Sivir enough. There, there are going to be game. There's never going to be. You're not going to dominate every game, no matter how good you are. Yeah. But I've I've played enough. I'm a decent Sivir. I know how to play the character, and so. You know, I've played enough games with 200 wins under my belt. It's like, you can say whatever you want. I've played enough. I know how to play. It does, it does, you do thicken to that to where the, the thing that gets me is when somebody gets pissed off because they're not complain all you want. If you're, if you got 25 kills, run your trap. I don't care. But if, if you, if people are not doing what you say, but they're honestly trying, and you're still they're still losing, yeah. and then all of a sudden you go fine, and then he just run, and then they you know they start giving the other team kills and feeding the other team or sitting in the base but not logging out, um, you know just that's the kind of behavior that just kind of gets under my skin. But I will have to admit the they uh, Riot Games has become quite more uh, quite a bit aggressive on. You know, uh, when you report players and and that type of stuff. I mean, they banned a hundred a thousand counts over the last month. Awesome. 
As they should. I mean, they've they've got it to the point now where I believe they had a twenty percent drop on. You know, they have that. Uh, they have a new technology that kind of the people that what do they call it intentionally sabotage their own team or leave. Um, that's what that leave buster, or I can't. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Technology leave buster. I think is what it's called. Yeah. And I mean, they banned a hundred thousand accounts. A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand accounts. Yeah. That's a lot. Now, they are concentrating on ranked play, but I have. A, I mean, a lot of the ultra competitive asses that you get are just coming down into the. You know, they they play in the ranked play. They lose four or five times in a row, and so they come down into the normal kind of pickup group matches to try to salve some of their superiority complex by you know hitting on somebody that may not know the game as well. And then, but the that behavior is beginning to kind of I see it less than I used to. Still see leavers. Still see people leaving games. I mean, you know, out of ten games, I'll have three that either have you know. One or I'm I'm blessed with a very good internet connection. I never drop. Um, I mean, it just doesn't happen. But I I do know it does happen that the game will kind of kick you out on occasion. It, it's not as sure. it's not as often as it used to be. But that is one kind of limitation that I wish they had. Is you know if, if you had somebody drop out is um, well I say that. Uh, you know, either putting a bot, have a bot to control it, or yes. but, but the problem is, I mean, if the bot is so bad that it it actually begins to feed the other team. True. Um, yeah. well, that's a detriment. Yeah, I never well. liked that idea. It's a bummer yeah. when it drop, but it's a bot. Well, and, it, and a really good, a, a good cohesive team. You can win four versus five. I've seen, a, I've seen I've seen three versus it. five win. Yeah, I've I've won one time three versus five, but it was it was difficult. <laughs> well, um, I, what I, I think I, is funny, just yeah. a more aside, talking about my experience League of Legends, is that there are a few MMOs that I've gotten into, but what I've talked about, it's like it's it's often what I, I think about when it comes to an MMO. A lot of people are like. Well, the game's not really... You don't really get it in the first hour. You need to play it 12 hours to really get into it. And I just have no tolerance or patience for an MMO. Right. It doesn't grab you. Yeah, but with League of Legends, I've tried it over and over, and then I ultimately put in tons of hours and tons of money. <laughs> Way more than I would have than with, like, if it were a subscription game or if it was a one-time purchase like Heroes of New Earth. And then it did really click for me. And... It makes me feel like, well, is it hypocritical for me to have gotten into League of Legends this much? Should I force myself to play 50 hours of World of Warcraft or something like that and get to the end game or whatever? And I'm just like, no. Because what's different about League of Legends is right off the bat, even if I were sucking, I got it and I I felt like I got rewards out of it in a single game. I could get an experience of I've leveled up a character from beginning to end. I've gotten special abilities. Right. I've stood toe-to-toe in a PvP game, and I don't play PvP games, but this one, this was one of the first where it's just like I really like playing against other people. And, well, Spender- and even if you're, even if your team's getting hammered, if you have, you know, you'll go against teams that they'll have just one guy that is just insanely good. Yeah. Even if you totally get get smoked in the entire game, 
just getting just the whole team ganging up and killing that guy one time sometimes is worth it just yeah. because just to play. Yeah. I know I've definitely said that. I just want to kill that one person. I know yeah. I'm gonna lose. I don't care. I just All want to I kill care. that one person. And then I'll then I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'll say that one of the best game I've ever played. Um, we had two leaders and we lost. And we also held out for an hour and 14 minutes. Wow. wow. That's an epic battle. <laughs> did you get like all kinds of respect from the other team? We did. We did. They actually thought that, that the two players were still there and just weren't, they just weren't good. And like, they, you know, oh, come on. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I, I think that's why. And it just with as limited as my game time is, something that's as compartmentalized as League of Legends, yeah, it's, it's just perfect. Yeah. That, it, that it is only a 45-minute game or <laughs> 25 minutes when you want to surrender because you just know it's going to fail. Yeah, I do I do like to surrender when... <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't waste our time. Let's just start a new game. Yeah, if it's close, I'm... I'm you know, I'm one, I'm one that wants to stick it out, but, I mean, a lot of times, if there's... If it's fourteen to one kills at twenty minutes, you're, <laughs> you know, it, the writing's on the die is cast. Yes, yeah. there there is a certain saturation point of early kills that it doesn't matter how good you are, unless the other team really, really, in, almost intentionally drops the ball, you're not going to come back from. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just it's, yeah. It's like, well, the whole reason why they got all those kills is because we were being stupid, and now we can't all of a sudden be super smart and <laughs> and go up against the fact that they have. Yeah, you can't turn those tides. See, for me, the turn I got lucky. The turning point was I found one of my favorite characters right off the bat, like my my second game. I found when I, early on when I found Siver and um and. In a certain sense, she's still my favorite character. I just don't play her near as much as I used to. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, by finding someone early on that just really clicked, that's what sucked me in. And um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm more impressed knowing that you were able to come back. I mean, it's, I've never felt the, I'm tired of playing this game because I'm losing, and it, I just don't feel like I'm getting it or contributing and, yeah, it, it's not. It, it's almost because it seemed to me you weren't upset that other people were killing you. You were. It was more. This is depressing. I should be beginning to gel with what I want to do, and I don't feel I'm getting it. So it, it, it wasn't that. I never because I mean I think uh, one of Tears' issues was it, the community is fairly odious. Um, I think that was one of her main points. Was she just. There's a lot of not nice folks out there. Um, yes. Where I don't, I never saw you seem. I mean, that got under your skin, not to the point you wanted to quit. I think it was you really didn't feel like you were getting the game, even though you wanted to. And I thought that was what was kind of pushing you off from it. Exactly. I've never seen Mark's always been. Ever since I've talked to him, he's never been down on, on League of Legends. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, just, his wow addiction may kick up every once in a while and pull him away for a little bit, but that's about it. It's true. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, and even then, it's usually a juggle. It's like, oh, one less League of Legends game for one more hour of wow or something like that. <laughs> of that game. So, who's your favorite champs? 
Mine's um, Tristana, um, Poppy, and Sona. Those are my three. So you've got you've got a pure DPS character, a quasi tank slash DPS character, and then a total support character. Although the way I play Sona is not very supportive; it's more <laughs> more DPS. But <laughs> but uh, those those are my three favorites that I and right now I've I've been stuck on Sona since Sona came out, and I haven't I haven't played a single That's game true. with anybody else. That's true. Well, I mean, I think my three, um, the one that it really I've spent probably the most time with is Malphite, the rock. Uh, That's right. Which is really a, uh, he is he is thought to be a tank, but he's really an off-tank um, initiator. Um, right. And then Sibber is probably still my my all-time favorite, and but but my the new flavor of the month is Lux, and um, <laughs> she is she's really a utility character. She has a lot of she does have a DPS piece to her. She um, she has a you know she's a mage, but she has, so she has a slight spike, but not to the same extent that most mages do. And she has a defense spell that, um, in a certain sense, she kind of has a she is support late game. Um, she has a, a pretty decent farm mid game. It's um it's very very interesting her her fit that she does so much that that's one thing I really I tell you though um the last patch they put a uh, a range reduction on Malphite's one range skill and man I'm it has gimped me, my play style. I have got. I'm gonna to have to spend some time taking some losses to to relearn him because it is uh, it has really affected my game way more. I, I did not really see it as a that big of a deal when I just saw it on paper, but by playing it, it it really is a game changer. I'm I'm having a hard time getting over it. So right now, I've been kind of avoiding him a little bit because I I'll play two or three games with him and I I may. We may win one, but it's not because of my play. And then, you know, so I have to go back and play my others and get a few wins up to kind of get up the get up the cojones to go back in there for a little while. But um, so those, I guess, would be my three mains right now. So for me, of course, Garen ended up being <laughs> my favorite character. I have good synergy with him. And the other two that I've played the most and enjoyed are. Misfortune and Sivir, who are both ranged characters, as it turns out. Like like Scott was saying, ranged characters are fun to play yeah, in this game. Totally. Well, uh, you know, Noah, you and I need to play um, Garen and Lux together, because in the, in the lore, they're brother and sister. Yeah, there which is go. funny, because they don't look like they're related, but they are. That'd be cool. Perfect. Well, and and as lane partners, their skills are complementary. Are very very complementary of each other. Any melee DPS, uh, Lux is very very. Her one her one early attack skill is is a lockdown. You know, a, a true lockdown. So that's well, that's perfect for the sword spin attack. <laughs> oh yeah, and the decisive strike. That's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, I. I 
that's what I love about this game, and that's something that made me keep coming back. Is that there's now over seventy different champions. Yeah, and it just and they all have different difficulty levels. They all have different abilities, and that's something that I think always just tempts you. It's like, well, maybe I'll try one other hero. Maybe I'll find that one hero that I have that just really matches up with my play style and that I understand and can be successful with. And now that I feel more confident with just the basics and how to survive, it's just like, wow, I want to try this character, and I want to try this character too, and it's 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 hard to stay focused. It's like I could Very be refining yeah. my skills with my original, my main, but it's just like, I want to try something else. That sounds like fun. And you don't necessarily want to play one of the latest and greatest sometimes. You're, just, you're like, I wonder what Rise is like, you know? Yeah. I've been yeah. screwed over by that guy. How's he work? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Kind of cool. So those would be my favorite there. Yeah, I, I feel like my favorites because there's so many exciting characters that my favorites could easily be totally different a year from now. Oh yeah, definitely. So it makes it great. Yeah. So what else do we have here? Which list? Yeah, we've kind of talked about how the game works and what our favorite champions are and stuff. What do you guys think of how everything's put together? What do you think should change? What would be on your wish list in any aspect of the game? Yeah, I've kind of said my piece. You know, I think that the 3v, 3v3, 5v, 5v5 maps would be really That cool. would be really cool. Um, other than that, like, I don't really think we need alternate 3v3 maps or 5v5 maps. I mean, they're, they are what they are. I just like to see it really shaken up. Um... Well, the the I think my main thrust on the I think the at the very most you could introduce one more separate play style other than the two maps you have currently, and not fracture the the player base too much. Like a five v five v five would be, I think that that would be perfect. Yeah. You, at that point, if you want more maps, different layouts. I don't think it's going to... I think it's going to have to fit in one of those three molds so that it becomes a random piece where, you know, you may get either this map or this map. And so that way it's... You know, the introduction of new maps doesn't fracture the player base further. That's kind of my thrust on, you know, saying I would like another 5v5 map Right for that reason, just something that's slightly different, just to throw a little change in it. Yeah. But at the same time, it wouldn't cause oh, people that only want to play this map are going to go over here, and people that want to play this map are going to go over here, and so now all of a sudden the player base is split in two. Um, and I'm like, I, I've been pretty impressed with um, over time. You know, as you're, you've been in the game a lot, I've, I've read more of the lore and kind of. Um, I like some of the the things they've done. What I would I'd like to see is um, is is kind of letting it, other than in the lore itself, it would be, I think it would be nice if you were able to have some kind of uh, team bonus if everybody chose something specific, like if everybody chose any everything from from Iona, make it where you know there's a there's a non-movable flag on the map that you know that 
that gives you healing or something. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. So you could, or if everybody's playing a ninja, you know, <laughs> all this, you know, yeah. something like that, or everybody's playing all still. You know, I mean, I, I would like to see some of those kind of things where it is kind of a meta game in that if you had if your team composition would kind of dictate like not nothing game breaking, but just something very very small. That would be kind of interesting. Um, I just thought, like you know, the Dalmatia or whatever the name of the um, where Garen and yeah, yes, Sin and uh, Lux and all where all of those are from. It, like you know, give them a you know, or all the pirates. You know, if you, if you have enough to where you know, if you build a five man team, you know, you get this this one little cute thing that just pops up on the map and maybe does something kind of neat. I, I don't think you could give a power to each player. I think that may be too much, but, you know, something that would just, um, you know, maybe make it like the, you know, the tower at the front of your base also has a, a slight heal buff for people that's around it. Uh, and I don't know, something like that that's very, very... You know, over the course of the game, a very small enhancement, but because all of your team chose a certain set, you get yeah. this extra thing. I just think that'd be kind of neat. That's a great idea. It'd be kind of like in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Where yeah. When you get, like, all of the Fantastic Four or all-female players or... That's what I was trying to, like... Original Avengers, yeah. Like, all-female is the Femme Fatale bonus. Kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I think it's a really neat idea. Well, and it would give you more reasons to kind of say, well, why would these characters, why do I get this bonus from this? It kind of draws people into the, it gives a play, a gameplay reason to kind of say, oh, the these Lord. people are from my, or, you know, this is a Noxian cre- uh, character as well. Yeah. Maybe I want to learn how to play them because my friends play these and we could get this bonus, you know? I mean, I don't know. I think it'd just be another way of kind of drawing people into the story side because they, I, I think Riot has put a lot of time into kind of beginning yes. to develop that. Yes. Yeah. It would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's funny. We've talked before on Channel Massive about different appreci- levels of appreciation of lore in MMOs. <laughs> yeah. Especially because a lot of it often seems to throw away and there's not a lasting impact. But the more and more time that I've spent in League of Legends, the more I start reading the little Journal of Justice, which is like the bi-weekly, tri-weekly lore right. newsletter. And she's like, man, I wish I could see these cities. I wish I could <laughs> yeah. explore this world or I don't know, maybe reskin a map so it looks like a city, the city of Demacia. Oh or, yeah, that'd be too cool. The, the ruins of yeah. some city. Or Just something to bring it in because they've got they put a lot of imagination, some really great yeah. Kira concept art for what these what this continent that we fight on looks like. She's like, I want to see more but I want to be part of this world more. And you know, you could you really, if you think about it, you could reskin the five v five map to a city really, really easily. Yeah. What you do is change all the jungle pieces into these non-entrable little blocks of you know ruins and hobbits or 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 small buildings, but you can't get in between them and stuff. And instead of having grass to hide in or in jungle, you make it shadow. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it just I mean it's just the shadow of the buildings that that they're next to and I mean yeah that would I mean 
that mean that can be done in a week. Yeah, we all have enough coding experience. We could probably understand what would go into that. It would not be that difficult. Yeah, just get the art assets and slap it in there. Right, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, unlike what you guys said, uh, I would like at least one more map. We know the one's coming, but I'm not sure if that's going to be satisfactory or not. It's going to have some t- different dynamics to it. You won't be able to get into big. You won't have as many big team fights, and you'll be more penalized if you go out alone. Uh, there's going to be teleportation pads all across the map. That's interesting. But I, League of the uh, Riot Games released a promotional video over the holidays, telling people to expect the unexpected in 2011. But the problem with Riot is they promised a lot of things and they've said a lot of things are in development. And they take forever to deliver it. It's like they announce things way far in advance. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the things I think that they really are getting good at is, you know, is they have a pretty good champion development team. I think yes. the champions come out consistently. They're yes. they are play tested well enough that they're not. I have yet to see one I would consider game breaking. Yeah. Um, and they're. Even now, even at the numbers that we're talking about now, you know, get hitting close to seventy, you can't say, "Oh, that is just." I, there's not one character you can go, "Oh, you know what? That's a reskin of so and so." Right. Yeah. yeah. True. No, they're all very different. Yeah. Which is great. Which is hard. <laughs> yeah. Now, Noah, have you been back in since this last patch when they introduced the sniper chick? No, I've not. You know, they changed two other items as well. Well, they got rid of Zanya's ring. Yes, they but they got, but they gave you something better than Zanya's ring. There's a hat now. Yeah. Uh, it is. If you if you play AP, it is the item to have. It does like 155 bonus to your AP and. Yeah. A a, and, a, and an across-the-board 30% increase to your AP on top of that. That's my final item for Sona. Wow. My build. Yeah, it's my... And they now have boots that have cooldown reduction. Oh, yeah, the Ionian boots. Uh, right, because that would be awesome for Garen because he doesn't have any mana. It's all just cooldown. Because my the, the crux of my Lux build... Crux of Lux is cooldown reduction so that I can get you know her one skill is the is the the friggin laser her her alt is oh, the laser laser thing is amazing if I if I get her cooldown reduction I can I can get it maxed out that thing recharges in 20 seconds that's nice because it's pretty good it's little cheap and it's cheap it, it doesn't cost anything in mana my end game so you can just just fire it off it's awesome and I have looked longingly at Heroes of North with having a map maker. I'm not sure how that's going to affect their community or their game. Um, but even if there were an underground community of user-made maps that didn't allow you to farm experience or farm points or whatever, it was just for fun, I think it could be cool just like, you know, I'm going to take a break, I'm going to play this variation on the game. Just some kind of other gameplay mechanic or something, because... Is League of Legends going to be all that Riot ever does, is my question. Are they going to make another game? And if they do make right. another game, what is that going to be? Are they going to have two development teams? Or 
are they going to come up with a new way to play League of Legends? There's an all, there's it's a map based game, but it's a totally different dynamic. There's some totally different objective or something right. that offers you a different experience, and it's really interesting to see what are they going to do, and how much of it are they going to entrust to their community, which is really thriving, and they could potentially accomplish that with the map maker, but I don't know what they're going to do. And I'm not sure what's going to be unexpected, but a map maker would be unexpected. The ability to use an existing champion's skill set, but Frankenstein your own design for that character model would be something really unexpected and interesting. But I, I, I'm just not sure what they're going to do that's going to be really a big surprise. You know, there's this crazy announcement from um, December 14th where it says that um, Riot... Riot Games hiring 100 new employees. Whoa! I mean, we we knew they were doing like 16 or something like that, but 100. They have to be making a new game. Yeah, because um, it's a significant force. Yeah, you wouldn't need that. I mean, there's there is nothing in the current game that would require that level of staffing. 100 new. Unless yeah. they need that many people to keep up with all the new heroes to create the because they have a new graphics engine that's rolling in. They have, on two. they have um, 140 right now. Wow. Yeah, that well, is if, if you think about it at the moment, they're going to have the same issue that a lot of other games have in that you have that balance of... Because I actually think their graphics um, aren't that bad. Yeah, they're but not. Compared to, but compared to Heroes of New Earth, I think one of the things is, you know, I'm lucky in that I have a pretty good system. I have a pretty fast internet connection. But sure. that lower graphic requirement, I mean, lag and latency are a very, a very critical thing in these games. Um, and so having a fairly baseline common denominator from a graphics standpoint, having to load more complex art assets, it does tax that you know that sink um, I think I'm I'm of the of the opinion you know don't don't over prettify it too much because <laughs> I can yeah. yeah so it's accessible and still playable to the max number of people I mean that's what Blizzard did with World of Warcraft and it's proven very smart yeah well I think it's even more critical in a game like League of Legends where your con- you know your connection is, has a very, very direct effect on how well you can play the game. Right. Yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you see the ping time of some folks, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go after that guy. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> I'm like, you know, 490? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go for that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of, kind of interesting. So well, how long did we go? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. We're at uh, an hour and 55 minutes. Shall we predict what they might do? Yeah, I'm curious to hear what you guys think the unexpected will be of 2011. Well, I'll start. Uh, okay, go ahead. I, I have no idea. That's my... <laughs> I have, like, no idea what that means. Expect the unexpected... I really don't. Um, um, you know, I don't know if it means 
I mean, like, the craziest, wackiest thing they could do would be to start an MMO or something like that. that With all would of their be, lore. Yeah. You know, like, make character classes out of these... Make your summoner something that's playable. Yeah. So, like, you have the fields that you can fight on, the traditional game, and the summoner that you level up but you never actually see is actually a character that you can run around on the main continent. Right. That would be, whoa. That would be pretty crazy. I know... That would be pretty crazy. They do apps for, you know, iPhone and um, that other thing, whatever it is. (laughs) And, uh, Android. And, um, you know, they have, like, a tower defense type game for that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've had it for a long time. I still, I played it for a while and just got bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much like that Plants vs. Zombies game. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think it'll be a character creator. Because that, right now, that is their main source of revenue. I, do, yes. I think a character creator is just retarded. I don't see they'll, that they'll do that. I, I don't well, and the other advantage, you know, so much of your of your play during the game is under is immediately after you, after you reach it is knowing who your opponent is and what his capabilities are. Yes, if I have no idea if this character has a lockdown ability or not. I mean, I I can I just don't see where that'll ever come into play. The competitive level of the game, I just don't see you can you can't introduce characters that don't have defined skills. Right. That, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it's very good for them to do that. I think I, I think it will be the unexpected. Will be what along the line. It may not be a three team map, but it's going to be something like that. A a a totally separate play uh, gameplay style that we haven't seen yet. What do you think, Noah? Uh, I'm taking the more cynical route that everything they're going to deliver, considering how behind schedule they are, is going to be everything they've talked about already. They're going to have the enhanced graphics <laughs> engine how and a new map. <laughs> <laughs> how unexpected. You finally delivered something. <laughs> but I really am intrigued. I'm excited by the idea of extending the metagame into something physical, I think that would be really cool because I just want to see more of the world of Terra and Valoran. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, it'd be pretty. If you could play, like how Assassin's Creed Brotherhood did a, an extra mini-game on Facebook that could translate. Because if they could make another mini-game that involves your, your summoner character that allows you to also earn right points so oh, things yeah. that you can use to, be- be awesome. to spend to benefit your hero, that would be really fun. Totally. Really cool. A big commitment, though, Yeah. on their behalf. Maybe that's what they need 100 people for. I don't know. That's a lot of people. Uh, well, is, yeah. I do think the thing that will, um, that will... The reason why I think they'll push and have something innovative this year is because the competition is ramping up. It really is. I mean, they. I feel like they have to have something game-changing by the time Dota 2 comes out because that is a serious competitive and yeah. marketing threat. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think Heroes of New Earth is... I mean, they've def- they've bypassed that game. That game is a niche product by every every definition you can come across. But Steam backing Dota 2, that's, that's a real play at this market. I mean, that... 
I personally have, you know, it's kind of, it, it feels very contrived the way that, oh, it's going to have every character from the original DOTA. It's like, oh, thanks, that's what I want to play is the stuff all the mod community built five years ago, you know. But Steam makes good games, so it, it, I, that's going to be the real player, and I think uh, Riot's going to have to really up their game. Yeah. To stay competitive, because even now, yes, they're popular at the moment, but they don't have the name recognition that just the word Steam does, and they don't have the delivery platform that Steam has. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, Riot is word of, is a very successful word of mouth game. I right. Mean, that's why I think they're actually going to come across with something this year. Is because of the competition coming. So yeah, I'm, that's a good point. I'm, I'm to a certain extent, I am cynical in the same way you are. Is you know, they're cranking out what's making the money right now, which is champions, and they do it very consistently, and they do it pretty well. But it, it, it's not changing the game really in any way. So I, I think they're going to have to they're going to have to up the game. I think they feel that pressure. Right? They. They understand they're doing they're successful now because there isn't competent competition at the moment. Right. Yeah. I think you're right on there. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. So is that a wrap for this extravaganza? I think so. I think so too. I feel I feel like we've done everything we could do. We have. Hopefully, most of our listeners have made it through this entire journey with us. Yes. Well, even if they didn't, I enjoyed it. I had a good time talking about League of Legends. So. <laughs> Me too. There's been so many times where Mark and I have started talking about League of Legends during the What We're Playing section, and we've had to endure Jason giving us dirty looks and rolling his <laughs> eyes <laughs> and getting really annoyed. So probably it's better he's not here yeah. if he would have been doing that for this oh, entire show. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, he would have been done by now because we. we <laughs> but if you've been on the fence about trying the game out, give it a shot. I, I definitely I encourage it more now than ever because there's so many champions to choose from, and there's a much better tutorial yeah. that really explains strategy and demonstrates the game than what there was before. Which both things are there, but the practice game mode they have in there now is a lot better, way better, yeah, much improved. Yeah, you can. I mean can actually learn to play the game competently with the tutorial that where before that was not the case. No, not at all. Yeah, that only explained just the most basic of the mechanics and you're like, why is this game so popular? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, definitely, uh, my my handle in the game is Akindor, of course, like always, A-K-I-N-D-O-R if you want to add me to your friend list. I am B A H N E, and I am Marcus B. That's M A R C U S, and then the capital B. Yeah. So, add us, and then if you do, let us know because sometimes just like who's this new random name? Yeah. Like, I get a friend request. I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so. <Good night. laughs> Yeah, it's like, I, w- I will accept your friend request, but then I'll want you to tell me who you are. Please <laughs> tell us. Because we don't always know. We, exactly. Yeah, especially Mark and, and Scott, I'm sure you guys have really long from lists, and so... Yeah, I'm in the 
60 or so, something like that, 65. So it's easy to lose track of who's who. Yeah, oh yeah. So, but we would love to play the game with you, and hope you join us if you haven't already, and if you have some great League of Legends stories or stories of why the game just sucks and why you had to abandon it, we'd like to hear either one of those. Yes, please let us know. Yeah. Write in, email us at um, M-A-I-L mail <laughs> at channelmaster.com <laughs> <laughs> Twitter.com slash channelmassive. Yes. Find us on Facebook. For so, yes. Hunt us down. You can do it. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you, and we will be returning to our regular show format in the next episode, so fret not. But thank you very much for listening to us talk about League of Legends. I had a great time. Thank you, Scott, so much for joining us. It was great no, to have you. That was awesome, guys. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Good, good times. Talk to you again soon. Yeah.